Hello, everyone, and welcome to the goddamn podcast. It's Mark Joseph Bennett here. Oh, my God, guys. Guys, it is day two of my wife back to work. And I'll tell you what, it's a tale of two daddies. That's why she call this podcast. It's a tale of two daddies. It was the best of times. It was the shittiest of times. There was day one. Oh, guys, I have a health update, too. I saw a geneticist for my crazy weird disorder. I'll tell you all about it. But first, I'll just, I'll let you guys know. This is probably something you can relate to more. You know, you can't relate to my weird, rare bone disease, but you can relate to the notion of of having a family. Almost everyone listening has in some form or another, been involved with a family. You know, maybe even for just a brief second, maybe I've got a lot of orphan podcast listeners, and for you guys, I say, you're the strongest people in the world. All right? Always remember that. You made your own, you made your own way. You know, you're not, you're not just not as good as other people. You're not, I said that wrong. You're not just as good as other people. You're better. You're better. You had nobody holding your hand. Like little Sam. Spoiled rotten. Spoiled rotten. Hanging out with two parents. All right. I got off track. Sorry about that. I just just didn't want to leave out my orphan podcast listeners. Would they have access to podcasts? I'm sure they would this day and age. I'm sure the orphanages have iTunes. They've got they've all got iPods, right? So, day 1. Day 1 of the oh, hold on. Okay, we're back. There was a guy in my parking garage. You guys know that weirds me out. I'm sure it weirds them out too. There's a lunatic screaming in his car. Coming to you. Coming to you recorded live from the Toyota Prius recording studio. Day one of Daddy Daycare. Let me tell you something. You talk about a cocky son of a bitch. You're talking about Mark Joseph Bennett. All right. It could not have gone better. I wake up at 8 a.m. Boom. Done. First time I've woken up at 8 a.m. And I I may have never woken up at 8 a.m. prior to this. At least I don't remember doing it. Wake up at 8 a.m. I'm I'm chipper. You know, I'm I'm ready to go. Got the nervous energy. It's you know, it's a, it's a new life. I you guys know I've been drinking the water, drinking two liters of water a day, keeping that energy level up. And uh, so start taking care of the baby. And by taking care, I play with him. I I'm spinning magnets. He's got this little uh, metal ball, and it's got all these little sort of like they're sort of like. Legos, but they're magnetic. I don't know what the what they are. But anyway, I put these these little magnet sticks all around this little metal ball and it made it look like a flower. And then I spun it on the floor and this kid laughed his ass off. Like we're just sitting there laughing at this flower that I built, by the way. And he's looking around going, My dad's the best. My dad is the greatest. Who needs mom? Dad is amazing. Mom never made this flower once. She had a whole year to do it. She never did it one time. 
My dad wakes up 8 a.m., hasn't even had his coffee. And he makes a magnetic flower that spins on the floor? Because, the look, the magnetic flower part, you could, you, that might be in the instructions there somewhere. I don't know. I didn't read them. But the spinning it on the floor, that's all me for sure. For sure. And then we, we go from there to, uh, I take him out to the park, you know, to try to kill about an hour of time. And, um... We go see an elephant. They have a they have a cartoon elephant in the park. It's a Sharon Lois and Bram park. They are a very famous Canadian children entertainer group, and uh, we live in an area that a park is named after them. So they have little like fancy things around for kids. So there's a little uh, there's a big stone elephant, and he loves this goddamn thing. He thinks it's his friend because he might be he might be dumb, but he's happy. He's so happy. And we all know that a lot of times dumb people are happy. My wife keeps worrying about that. She's like, he's so happy. Maybe he's super dumb. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Let him be dumb. All right? Because I'm not stupid. I'm not super dumb. Uh, And it's been a problem for me. It's been a big problem. Because I'm not smart. I'm not like a, a really smart person. And so, but I'm, but I'm smart enough to know that. And dumb people don't know shit. They just walk around going, I like everything. Look at, there's an elephant with eyes. I like it. It's standing on its hind legs. Is it real? No, it's a statue, Sam. Oh, I like statues. But me, you know, smart enough to know I'm not that smart. It's a terrible place to be in life. So the day uh, is going smoothly. I take the kid home. And now comes the real test, guys. I have never put him down for his early morning nap. And you might say, hey, Mark, what are you, what are you dragging your feet as a parent? Your wife has put him down for every morning nap that he's had in this last year. And I'm going to say, yes, yes, she did. But she's got the breasts, guys, as women often have. And so what happens is... He drinks milk from the breasts, and um, then he goes to sleep. I don't have those, and plus I don't like getting up early in the morning. So you're saying, well, what's changed? We give him milk now. Even though me and the wife, we like to do the vegan thing, we're giving him cow's milk because, you know what? If it's good enough for everybody else, it's good enough for our kid. I'm worried, guys, you know I've talked about it before, I'm worried about the soy. It's, it's, I, I think that a lot of it is conspiracy. It's overblown. I think that soy is probably fine, and he's not going to grow, like, you know, you know, huge mammary glands or, or be a transgender who's super confused because he just drank way too much soy. And if he's a transgender, let me say to my transgender orphan community out there, he, it's okay. I am. I will accept him as a transgender. I'll accept him as whatever he is. It's just I just don't want to fuck up his hormones. If he came out like a gay child or a transgender or or a, a lesbian, bisexual, whatever he wants is fine with me. It's just I don't want to be the one who who switched the wiring around. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be responsible for later unhappiness or confusion if I cross some wires that were not meant to be crossed. Do you get me? 
Do you understand what I'm saying? I accept all, all humans. Give, I, I think they should all be allowed to join the army. I think that everybody, uh, they should be given equal rights, right? I, uh, I don't think you should join the army. I think it's a terrible uh, move on your part because you can, you can go get killed. And, uh, but I admire, I admire people who do it. And it's, uh, I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. I got, I'd, I'd have to probably get up before 8 a.m. I don't want to do that. People would tell me what to do. I don't like that. I don't think it's a good fit for me. But if you are one of the brave souls who wants to risk your life for people like me, then, you know, hats off to you. What's it talking about? All right. So I got the cow's milk ready to go. We got it in a little uh, cup with a straw. He likes that. He He's drinking it nice and slow. I'm reading him some books. You know, we're doing our, our bedtime routine. You play him a little song that uh, he understands. Oh, the song's on now. It's sleepy time. So we've trained him to do that like Pavlov's dog. We play the song. His eyes start drooping. I read him a few books. Turn on the sound machine. You got to have the sound machine, everybody. Jesus Christ, you got to have the sound machine, especially here in Toronto. Like we're, we're, our apartment building's next to an alleyway where uh, there's a bunch of office buildings on the other side of the alleyway. So there's always these garbage trucks and recycling trucks coming through to get the garbage and recycling, and they make the bit. You'd swear to Christ we were under attack. So he wouldn't sleep a wink if he didn't have that sound machine. And you got to get the blackout curtains. You got to make that room dark. You know? Just uh, you go get go to Home Depot. You get these. They're paper curtains. You put those under your regular curtains. Now we're ready to go. But here comes the real thing. You got to... Now that the book reading's done, the milk is done, the lights are off, the sound machine is on. You got to do that one last cuddle. So you pick them up and you sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Now, you don't have to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but I recommend you do so. Because there's something sleepy about that song. For Christ's sake, I'm singing it to him. I'm rocking back and forth. I'm getting a little drowsy. I gotta, but I gotta, I gotta stay solid. And I can't be dropping them. That's, that's not conducive to sleep. I lay him down in the crib. He cries. Of course he cries. They, they, he always cries. He hates going to sleep. But he cries for one second. And then that's it. That's it. I leave the room. He sleeps for an hour and a half, which is exactly how, how much he's supposed to sleep for. I'm like, a, I'm like, oh, man, this is fucking, this is easy. I got this shit. He wakes up from his nap. I give him his lunch. Sure, his mother prepared it the night before, but come on, guys, I can't do it all. Then I take him to a drop-in center. Now, long-time listeners to the podcast, you, you guys know I'm not a people person. I don't enjoy the people or anything they have to say. But, you know, we've got to entertain this boy. you got to be bigger than yourself in these situations. I take him to Mothercraft. Do you hear the fucking name of this place? Mothercraft. Not Parentcraft. You know, not child Childcraft. I'm sorry, belching here. Can't do it around my boy or all the mothers I hang out with. I got a belch in the car. 
Mothercraft. So I tell you what, the boy, they, they, they got their hooks in, these moms. They got their hooks into the parenting thing. They try to make, they, I'm like a second-class citizen. It's the first time in my life as, as a middle-class white male where I have felt the stain of prejudice. I feel, I feel like everyone's looking down on me. Now, that being said, sometimes uh, people are giving me more credit than I deserve. There's the occasional people who will look at me. It's usually old ladies. And they'll say, you're a great dad. I got that today. Um, I had my son at the pub. Yes, that's right. Because they give the babe, they give they give children free appetizers, and they uh, he likes pierogies, and so I just got him a, an appetizer of pierogies, and he fucking loved those things. And some crazy old lady, who apparently eats there every day, because they were like, "We'll see you tomorrow, Mildred," or whatever the fuck her name was. And uh, she came up and she was like, oh, because Sam is all happy. So he's always, so he's like smiling and making faces at her. And he was trying to get her attention the whole time. He's an attention whore. I wonder where he gets that from. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame to see how similar he is to me. You know, I don't know if the world needed more Mark Bennett, but they got it. This little kid, all he wants is everyone's attention. Every, 24-7. Just every, look at me. Look at me. And so he was doing that to this old broad, this old lady. And um, she loved it. So she came up. She asked his name and how old he was and all these things. She was like, he's just such a great child. He's just so great. And she looked. She goes, and you were a great dad. Yeah, that's my compliment to you. You're a great dad. I'm like, I'm sitting with my son at 12.30 in the afternoon in a pub. I'm drunk. No, no drinking. I, I, I at least didn't have any drinks with my son there. I just, appearances alone. I mean, there's anyone sitting in that pub would, I'm sure they'd be judging a guy sitting there with a full beer, even if it's just one beer. I'm sure they'd be judging you. And my main reason for not drinking that beer, just quickly, is not so much that uh, I feel I wouldn't be able to function. It's if I have a beer in the afternoon, I start to get so goddamn tired. And let me tell you, you got to stay on your toes with this baby. You can't, you can't be fading it in the afternoon. You can't fade. More water, less booze. That's one of the keys to raising children, they say. So I jumped ahead. I, I told you a little bit about today, but previously we were on day one. Day one, the day where dad was the best. The day where dad kicked ass. All right. So day one, I've had given him breakfast, put him down for a great nap, given him uh, lunch, taking him over to Mothercraft. We were at Mothercraft. Fucking Mothercraft. Honest to Christ. Makes me not want to go. But it's just great because you go in and it's got just, you know, padded shit. That's the thing. Like, you, I'd let them run crazy in the houses, but, like, it's still a house. You know, you still got a house, an apartment. You have a TV. You have a coffee table. There's a cat who will defend herself if she is attacked. So it's better if I just take them to this place. 
I'm seeing the same people. Not, but I, I just found out that like two of the kids had fevers today that were there yesterday. For fuck's sake. Dragging her fever onto my perfect child. What if the fever changes him? So yet, day, that's it for day one, really. It's just we, we come home, I put him down for another nap, another perfect nap. He gets up, I give him a little snack, a little banana and peanut butter. Boy, does he love that shit. And then my wife comes home, and she's like, so what's going on? What happened? What does that happen to Even though she knows what happened because she was texting me all day long. Is he, is he okay? Does he miss me? And the thing is, I know, I know that while she was very relieved that he had a great day, relieved for, for both Sam and myself, because nobody, nobody was banking on me handling this well, I'll tell you that much. But I know there's a part of her that sort of wants him to be upset. For her, for for him to notice she's gone and to not be that happy about it. That's human nature, guys. I know that. And uh, I told her, day one, I think he's going to be fine. Day two, I think is going to be the trouble day. And it fucking happened. That goddamn happened. Day two, it, uh, day two went funny, though. It, in my defense, it went funny because I got an emergency call. From my geneticist. Okay? I got, uh, I'm supposed to see a geneticist in March of 2018 because it takes a fucking year to get an appointment with a geneticist in Toronto. And, uh, my endocrinologist, upon getting my results, as you guys know from my, uh, I guess my last podcast, where it, she now thinks it's a hereditary condition, she, she clearly called these place, this place and said, you got to get you got to get him in right now. God damn it. And so they called and said, uh, yesterday they said, we have a cancellation for 9 a.m. tomorrow if you can come 9 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. All year long. I was on the waiting list all year long. My wife was off work the entire year. And then she goes back to work. Literally, the day she goes back to work, they call me. Can you come in tomorrow? I'm like, for fuck's sake. But of course I have to go. So she had to take the morning off. She took the morning off work on her second day back after maternity leave. They must love her at her place of work. And um, then I came home from that. I'll tell you about that stupid appointment now in a minute. But I came home from that. Wife runs off to work. He's still sleeping. I pick him up from his nap because he just kept on sleeping. We go to the pub. We meet that crazy old lady. We go back to Mothercraft because I'm probably going to do that every fucking day. Just there's a drop-in center within walking distance. We're going there. Go nuts, my friend. We had a good time. We came back. Um, and then uh, I could tell he didn't want to go down for his nap. I think it's because when they learn something, they don't really... Uh, they go through like a developmental stage where they don't want to go to sleep because they're all excited because they learned something. And uh, he was sliding bowls down this... A uh, spongy triangle. Like it's a triangle they're supposed to climb up on as babies. And he climbed up to the top of the triangle and uh, this little padded thing, like a, like a gym mat. And then he took a little bowl with him and he just slid the bowl down 
the triangle. And then he thought that was fucking, that was the shit to Sam. So he just kept yelling at me to give him the ball. Blah! Give me the ball! So I would give him the ball, and he would slide it down. So he discovered gravity today. And that's pretty significant. You know? That is pretty goddamn significant. I'm sure, I'm sure Newton couldn't sleep with that nap. I think it was, it was Newton, right? So he didn't fucking, uh, he didn't sleep. He stayed awake the whole nap, an hour and 15 minutes in his crib, just singing, blah, 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 just singing. And then occasionally crying and then going back to singing. And then I went and I, I got him. And my wife came home from work early because why not? She took the morning off. Might as well come home early. Man, they must love her at her office. Uh, she knew I was at my wit's end, you know, because I had that, like, that was a long-ass appointment. Today, my appointment was uh, 9, so I had to get up at 8. Second day in a row at 8 o'clock for Mark Bennett. You knew that was going to that was gonna wear on me. You know, that's it's the grind, guys. Fucking grind. 8 a.m., two mornings in a row. Jesus H. Christ. So I uh, get to this appointment, and, and it, it's like an hour and, 20 minutes of talking to these new doctors. Fucking every time, every goddamn time. And you don't talk to the doctor, you talk to the goddamn students. So they're just some some student. She says, okay, so I'm going to do your case. And then she asks me everything, which is all in the file. I've been followed by specialists for years now. So we're going through the whole thing. And eventually the guy who's higher up than her, still not the full-fledged doctor, like a geneticist assistant. I don't know what the fuck he is. He was like supervising her. And at one point he was, okay, so I'm just going to take over right now because uh, we're running a little low on time. And then the student's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I, and he was like, no, no, we're just, we're just a little short on time. And I've been doing this a lot, uh, a lot longer. So, so here we go. And they're just asking me all these fucking questions. And uh, I will say this. It, I've, I've done my research. I've done my work. You should. Let, let me tell you something, everybody. If you're if you're all fucked up, you know, you got some disorder of some kind, don't you rely on those people. You know, they're doing their best. They're doctors, they're trying to help, but they're so busy. They 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 don't have the time to to invest into you. Just read your own shit cuz they the the student lady, she asks me, "Hey, so um what what's your understanding of uh, why you're here?" I went extensive. I have an extensive understanding of why I'm here. And uh I, I would you like to give would you like me to give you a synopsis? And she was like, yes. I was like, okay. And so I did. And uh, for those of you who just tuned into the podcast, if you're first-time listeners, I mean, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? What, you just get out of the orphanage? Get with it. No, I, have, I, uh, I got a weird bone disorder. My bones are dust. I got uh, a very severe level of osteoporosis, even though I'm only 39. And... We thought, guys, we thought it was TIO, tumor-induced osteomalacia, one of the rarest diseases in the world. I was a special man. Oh, I was so special back when I had tumor-induced osteomalacia. You know, anytime I told someone about it, whoa, you got a tumor in there, and it's causing massive bone loss. What? What the fuck is happening, dude? That's crazy. It sounds impressive. And then they were going to, when they found that tumor, they were going to cut it out, and I was going to go back to normal. 100% recovery rate. 
And uh, turns out that wasn't what it was. After a uh, after two years of testing, with that theory in mind, we finally did like full body scans, some osteotide scans, and some shit. Sent a pile of blood work to the United States, where they do extra tests that Canada doesn't do for some fucking reason. And um, they're like, yeah, so it looks like this condition may be hereditary, as opposed to a tumor that appeared out of nowhere. So I went in for HHRH. It's hereditary hypophosphatemia rickets with hypercalcemia. That's right. You heard it. HHRH. And then I'm and I'm a little bummed about that because it's that means it's been here from the beginning and that means you can't just cut it out and go back to normal. Um there's one treatment. It's a phosphate treatment. You just take extra phosphate. And uh, that's supposed to fix you. Well, fix you up a little bit, anyway. But it's rickets, you know? Which sounds like like a fucking disease from Oliver Twist. Who has rickets? Doesn't sound cool at all. And now get this. All right, everybody? Talking to the geneticist assistant guy... Who I don't like that much. I gotta tell you. Didn't like him that much. And you'll you'll understand. The girl, the student, lovely. You know? She was trying her best. She was a little slow. She didn't she it didn't feel that slow to me, but like, you know, I'm there. I'm just I'm I, I have been waiting to uh, well, a full year now to see a geneticist, so I'm I'm taking my time. It's like when you're acting and you go into the audition room and then they say, this is your time. This is, just use the space. Use your time. And I was going to do, I'm, that's what I'm there to do. And old Johnny, let's hurry it up. So what he was saying was uh, asking me a pile of questions, of course. A lot of family history in there. And then says to me that this is a recessive gene, all right? Which means, for those of you who don't know about genetics, which, of course, I do. I didn't, they didn't need to explain this to me. <laughs> Guys, Jesus Christ. But uh, I need the gene from both parents. As recessive genes are, you know, you want, you want, uh, you want to have blue eyes, and your, your mom gives you a blue-eyed gene. Your dad gives you a brown-eyed gene. Too bad. You got fucking brown poo eyes. Like my son. I have blue eyes because I'm gorgeous. I'm like a fucking Swede with brown hair. The rare brown-haired Swede. My wife, she got, you know, dark eyes. Like the devil. And uh, so, of course, she gave our son a brown-eyed gene. I probably gave him a blue-eyed gene. And uh, I think I must have, right? Christ, I sh- See? See, I told you I'm not that smart. If I have the... I think I have the two blue genes. Blue genes! <laughs> two blue genes to uh, make my eyes blue. My mom gave me a blue one and my dad gave me a blue one. Must have. Right. So I, I had to give him a blue one. So Sarah, 
It's her fault. His eyes aren't beautifully blue like mine. His, he's, he's very adorable. Brown eyes aside. And who knows? It's probably better. They say blue-eyed people get cataracts more easily. And they go blind more easily. So fucking, you know, he's probably better off. Still, be nice if he was gorgeous like his dad. He's an attention whore like his dad. Just not as gadgets. So the the recessive dream gene that I have is the same. So if I have this full-blown hypo HHRH, if I have that, that means I got a recessive gene from my mother and a recessive gene from my father. So it's a mutated gene that both of them needed to have. That's why it's such a rare disorder, because it's a rare gene to have to have that mutation. It's rare for anyone to have that mutation on that gene. So for to have two parents to have it, then that's that's one of the reasons it's so rare. And so the guy says, so uh, are your parents related? And I was like, what's, what's that now? Are they related? Boy, because they're from Newfoundland? Like, was I supposed to get mad at him at that time? You know, I maybe maybe that's a reasonable question, but it it felt like a punch in the face question to me. Are your parents related? Go fuck yourself. Are your parents related, dickhead? And they they're brother and sister, of course. He's right. No, Jesus Christ! Like I said to him, well, as far as far as we know, there's they go, their families go back a few generations there in Newfoundland, and uh, it's. But they don't seem to be related in any way, shape, or form. But that's the thing. I mean, look, it is. It's a small, it's a small province where many. It, it's been around since the 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 fifteen hundreds. I think fourteen ninety seven. Cabot sailed the ocean blue. I think I think that's when it 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 was settled by you know the whites. There were uh, there were people prior to there's uh you know, the, there's always people prior to the British showing up and, you know, deciding to give everyone smallpox. So, Newfoundland's been around a long time. And the population's always been pretty small. So, I guess no matter how hard you try, eventually there's going to be some distant cousins that cross paths, I guess. You know, that is, I suppose that's... That's the case with any, it's an island, it's the case with any island that is separated from other populations. I guess it's the same. If we go, if we go back far enough, we're all related, right? We're all a Mesopotamia. There's, you know, my wife is from, from Egypt, and I'm from Newfoundland, but, you know, technically, I'm sure we're cousins somewhere along the line. Maybe six billionth generation cousins. But we're all related, guys. Guys, Adam and Eve, if you go back far enough, Adam and Eve are, are there our parents. Okay? That's the, the Bible, man. Look to the Bible. We all have HHRH because of Adam and Eve. But do you listen to, do you listen to how shitty this is now? I've been talking about this disorder. And the thing I had going for me was the cool factor. All right? It was T-I-O. 
got a tumor, guys. Got it. Some cutting out this tumor. I'm like a badass motherfucker. And it goes from that to rickets, which is a terrible sounding disorder. And then upon further exploration, rickets caused by incest. So the old uh, incest rickets, the IR. You got TIO? No, I got IR. Got incest rickets. Jesus Christ. And the thing is, uh, it look, guys, it doesn't have to be that. There are, there's other, it, there, it's a freak disease to begin with. So there's certainly a, a chance that it is not re- because their families are related and pass on the gene. That's just what this dickhead assumes. But there's, there's, there's other possibilities. Like, my mother could have had the disorder, given, it, given me one of the mutated genes. And in some people, one mutated gene is enough to manifest symptoms. They think, not like me, because my symptoms are, are fairly severe. But, you know, I was on those shitty pills. I was on those uh, PPIs, those stomach, uh, the Nexium, the thing that... For heartburn. A lot of people are on these PPI. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, if you were on a proton pump inhibitor, a PPI, like a like a Nexium, um, I don't know the generic brand name for them, just get off that shit. Cause it if you're like anything, any antacid, any Tums, any uh Pepsid AC, any of these things, they're not all PPIs, but they all do roughly the same thing, which is they lower the acidity in your stomach. And that makes you feel better when you have heartburn, but it your stomach needs to be very acidic so that you can digest your food your food properly and get your nutrients like calcium and phosphorus, which are super important for your bones. So just if you're having heartburn, you go you eat some raw fruits and vegetables. I know that sounds counterintuitive. You're like, but lots of fruits are, are acidic. Trust me, just do it. Your stomach then will compensate. It'll, it'll go, yes, these are acidic. Let's compensate by throwing in some base, some base in there. And then, and you're still digesting your food, great. You know, they say, in fact, with me and my phosphorus, it's better if I'm eating fruits and vegetables to help me digest my phosphorus. Do you hear that? Which is great. So I really think the vegan thing has been helping me because it, re- it corrected my stomach and I, and I had, uh, I used to have bad acid reflux, but now I don't. And the um, the phosphorus pill I'm on, because here's the thing. Even if I had TIO, if I if I had TIO, if I had a tumor that was doing this, but they couldn't find that tumor, or if I had incest rickets, or if I had rickets for some other reason, not related to incest, the treatment is all the same. So I was kind of irritated today. Like they were just going on about finding out the gene. We got to find this. We got to do this. We got to do that. And, and and I was after an hour and a half of talking, and then I had to go get blood work done and all this shit. And they're going to send it off to the states again. I uh, I said, but so the treatment though is phosphorus. They're like, yep. It's like okay. So why are we doing all this shit? And uh, they were like, well, because if it's not the gene. If 
if your parents aren't, you know, brother and sister and cousins and mother and father to each other, then maybe it's something else. But fucking look, I have low phosphorus. I need phosphorus. Give me the phosphorus pills and shut up. But I don't know. I am curious, I guess, to see what it is. But the more we find out about it, the more I don't want to know. Right? It's like some kind of fucking Greek play all of a sudden. Like Antigone. Just keep on uncovering awful shit. It's like Chinatown. You know, just some stories don't want to be uncovered. Is that the tagline to that movie? Something like that? I don't want to spoil anything for you, but, uh, you know, watch Chinatown. One of the great movies of all time. Arguably the best screenplay of all time. And uh, there is a hint of incest in there. So, uh, this is where we are. Uh, We have um, a guy whose bones are falling apart, trying to take care of a baby. And day one was great. Day two was a shit show, partly because he found out that his disease is not cool and maybe he can't even talk about it in public anymore. No. Let me tell you something. They're going to find out. That's just, that's this guy's fucking assumption. In none of the literature I've read, and I've read a ton, my friends, do they say that if both parents have this recessive gene to pass on to their child that those parents were likely related. That's nowhere. Alright? That's just this fucking guy in his checkered shirt making these assumptions. Thinking that other people aren't reading the literature. He says to me, let me tell you something. This is why I said to you earlier, read your own shit. It's nice to know. He says to me, he says, hey, do you, so are you familiar? Uh, so if with uh, HHRH? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, and I'm, and I'm saying to him, but it says I have hypercalcemia. Now my calcium levels were still within the normal threshold. They were just close. Does that negate the HHRH? And he was like, not necessarily. I'm like, no, not necessarily. But it doesn't mean I have it. Now it's still rare. I still got that going for me. The guy said he's only seen it once in his career. I was like, oh, yeah, were her parents related, you fuckface? Let me tell you something. Like, who who throws that out there at somebody? How ridiculous. You better have some goddamn evidence of that shit before you go casting stones. Son of a... Son of a whore? Man, I like that student girl a lot better. She didn't say my parents were related once. Not once. I don't care if she was taking too long. At least she, at least she measured her words. My God. And so to change gears before I sign off for the evening, it is little Sam's birthday tomorrow. He is going to be the big 01, one year old. Or as some people say, one years old. Happy New Year's. Are you one years old? That's probably what Sam will say, because he's happy and dumb. I'm one years old. He's 
going to have his birthday tomorrow. I just picked up his Dr. Zeus poster board that my wife got printed out. Ended up costing way too much money. And um, we're going to have a little Dr. Zeus theme. We're going to go over to my brother's, have a little party for him. It's going to be nice. You know, and then uh, so uh, my wife's taking the day off tomorrow because, you know, why not? Just went back to work on Tuesday. Um, took Wednesday morning off. Gonna take Thursday off. Just, yep, shining star over there. At her office. And then on, uh, she also took Friday off because we're gonna go to Ottawa. And uh, my buddy Dennis is gonna babysit my cat. So that's nice. Oh, and before I go, I gotta impart another story at the pub. This is just, just guys, keep it in perspective. Don't be like me, okay? Yeah, I had a bit of a rough day, all right? There was that whole thing with the uh, rickets. Do you guys remember from before when I was talking about it? So, obviously, I'm not, I'm not chipper today. Uh, I'm at the pub. I'm just trying to give Sam his lunch there. The reason why I gave him lunch at the pub is not just because I like being at a pub. I do. And I'll do it, and I won't have any shame about it. But today, the reason was, is they were uh, fixing a hole in our wall, um, which I talked about in other podcasts, because they're fucking, oh, just our apartment building. It's falling apart. So the guy was fixing that in the afternoon, so I took him down there. I'm in a shit mood, all right? And then there's some lady, and she's brought in her own child, who's not my child, so I don't give a flying shit about him about her, it was a girl, and I could just hear the mom in the back, she was, and then what else did we do today? And it's like the kid's like one sitting in a high chair, just not responding to her, she was, did we see our friend Allison? Did we? And then we went for a little walk, and we saw a doggy. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, missus, jump into traffic. Get out of it, you're driving me nuts. You know, and then I, uh, I finally look over my shoulder to give her a stink eye, you know? And she's fucking... Her little girl. She's doing sign language to the little girl. Who is a little girl with Down syndrome? She was a Down syndrome girl who was deaf. And her mom was was just... I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, you talk about a villain. I'm I'm turning around like going, lady, calm your shit down. But uh, see, and that's the thing, right, guys? Just don't just shit all over people all the time, thinking the worst of them. You know, maybe she's just she's a good lady who's who's uh she her has a special needs daughter, so she has to express herself slightly differently. Now, I will say, she was also an annoying lady. All right. I'm not a I'm not a total monster. Like the waitress came over, the server, sorry, out there. I know the waitress lobby is gonna come after me for that one. They um they don't like being called waitresses. Servers, they serve you. So the server came over and uh the lady was like, Oh, I don't know what to pick on the menu. Should I I I, I is the fish and chips good? And the server's like, Yeah, it's it's really good. But is it is it really deep fried though? Like really deep fried? She's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they do. They deep fry the fish. She's like, yeah, but is it like the thick deep fry or like the thinner deep fry? She was like, um, I think it's pretty thick. 
She's like, okay, well then, I don't know. What else did I get? And then the wait, the server was like, yeah, it's all good. She goes, oh, I'm sure it's all good. Okay, just, just bring me something. And the server was like, what? She said, just bring me something. She was like, okay, like a, a starter, an appetizer, um, a main. She's like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? I was like, okay. So I wasn't totally off to be annoyed with this lady. Because that, that's a fucking kook right there, you know? But I still feel bad because she was trying to be a good mom, you know? And so she was paying a lot of attention to her kid. And she was doing that over-the-top shit. You know, mixed emotions. But what I'm saying is don't be like me. And totally judge her right away. Wait till you get the full story. Then judge her like I did. Which is, you know, fairly harshly, but with a little, with a grain of empathy. And that's where I'm going to leave it this evening. I uh, appreciate you all listening. I'll check in with you as soon as I can. I'll let you know if any, any other emergency appointments happen. Or how how related... All my family is. Talk to you again soon. I said shut up. Good night.